Shots up. Missed it to the right. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. This is why you came to Miami. That's why you wanted to be a hurricane. My first task is to take Miami to another level, to the point where we are competing in the mix for the college football playoff every year. I'm putting my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Welcome back to the second installment of the Wide Right Podcast, or as I like to call it, the morning after pill for Miami Hurricanes fans. Man, last night was rough, Mike Zimmerman. The Canes gave up a school record 10 sacks. They had 14 penalties for 125 yards. And to say the least, the tackling on that first touchdown of the game by the Florida Gators was not pristine. All that said, not all of it was bad. In fact, I could make the argument a lot of it was good and will later when we conduct our report card for each position. We have former Hurricane Kelvin Harris, a three-time national champion, who will be joining us to do that, so stick around for that. But first... Let's get some hot takes from our fans. We opened up a phone line for Miami fans to sound off on the game. That number, if you want to store it and use it going forward, 929-430-7764. Again, 929-430-7764. So, how did Miami fans consume this opening loss against the Florida Gators? Well, here's how Vic from New York saw it. This is Vic from New York City. Uh, very good game. I'm very happy and very pleased with the performance by Jared Williams, despite the fact that he was sacked 10 times today and all over the field. The coaching staff definitely made the right choice by making him the quarterback. I'm very excited and I'm very optimistic that he's only going to get better and better and better. Uh, you know, we made a lot of mistakes. Baxson missed the chip shot. Had he made that, it's a different ball game. We we have a different play device when we intercepted the ball. We Instead of passing, we'd be setting up for a field goal for the win and trying to run out the clock. So very disappointed. Our offensive line is soft. We need a lot of work and a lot of fixing. Can't say I disagree with much of Vic said. I think he, he was pretty accurate. Uh, two big special teams miscues cost Miami dearly in this game. Bax is missing, and, and of course, Jeff Thomas's second-half fumble on the punt return, which led to a Gators touchdown. But on the bright side, I thought the way Jaron Williams played was a huge positive for Miami. He finished 19 of 29 for 214 yards, a touchdown, made some good throws to receivers in the fourth quarter, had two of them in the end zone, one to Brevin Jordan late and another to Jeff Thomas on third down at the Florida 10-yard line. Jordan Thomas simply couldn't come up with the ball either time. If they do, Miami probably wins this game. Did Williams hold on to the ball a little bit too much at times? Yeah, but Jaron took ownership of that himself. Here's what he had to say about it after the game. Uh, I mean, I feel like my offensive line did a really good job, in my opinion. You know, defensive line up front, they, they, get, they held him for like, all I need is really three seconds, you know. And a couple of times it was on me, you know, I kind of tucked the ball a couple of times. And instead of being a passer, I tried to evade. And, and um, I took my eyes from being downfield when I had guys open. So, you know, honestly, overall, I feel like my offensive line played a really, really good game. Manny Diaz was pretty clear after the game. His offensive line did not help Jaron Williams out very much at all. You, you probably can't put a guy in a more adverse situation than in this stadium. You know, the, the, the amazing atmosphere from both sets of fans. Um, you know, their defensive front, which we knew was really good. And uh, Jaron never blinked. You know, a lot of times didn't have a lot of time. And, and uh, I thought he displayed a lot of courage. You know, made some plays with his feet. You know, made some, you know, scramble to throw. You know, to keep some things alive. And, um, you know, I, th- I, th- I think you can see why he, we picked him to be our guy. 
All right, so it's time to grade Miami's performance in this game against the Gators last night. We're going to bring in Calvin Harris, one of my favorite Hurricanes, a three-time national champion, 87, 89, 91. He's got his own podcast that he actually does with Ryan McNeil, uh, the U podcast. Uh, Calvin, for me, this game, I know it was tough for you to swallow being a Cane, and you, you thought they were going to win this game, but... Let's start with the offensive line because that's your specialty. That's what you played for a long time. Um, I give this group an F. You give up 10 sacks. It's hard to get any grade higher than that. But I will say the positive here is that this group is going to grow and improve as the year goes on. And so uh, what's your take on it? You know, we were making some strides, but fans to go against for a young O-line. And it was adverse, the situation. And... We didn't really um, step all the way up to the plate. Now, the good thing about it is we got two weeks to correct the mistakes, but um, we definitely can't have what happened on last night to happen again. But I think on the flip side, we won't see two better defensive ends all year. So, or a, or a defensive coordinator who comes with more unorthodox blitzes. I mean, he had a blitz one time where he blitzed both linebackers in the A-gap and he came with a corner blitz. And that's just fundamentally unsound. But you, you're you talking about a left tackle and a redshirt freshman right tackling quarterback. And the game was just fast for him. And they didn't have enough time to adjust. But we got to watch the film and, and, and work on technique and get mentally prepared for Carolina. I think we're going to be okay. But last night they flunked the test. They got an L. Uh, let's move on to the quarterback position. And obviously, I thought Jared Williams played pretty well. 19-29, over 200 yards passing and a touchdown. He protected the football, no turnovers, even though he fumbled a couple times. Uh, his offensive line was able to get the ball back. Uh, what was your takeaway from Jaron? I gave him a B because I thought with better protection, he might have been able to win this game. But he had a couple passes into the end zone that, you know, including one to Jeff Thomas that probably should have been caught for a touchdown and, and then one to Brevin Jordan late that I thought was very well placed. It, Jordan just couldn't come up with the ball. I, I thought Jaron played well, and I thought this was really encouraging considering how bad the quarterback position was last year. I think this is a step up with Jaron under center. Um, I give him a C, you know, mainly because of his um, situation in the pocket where he held the ball too long on a few occasions with lead to some sacks. I mean, we gave up 11. I would say four or five of them were his fault. But once again, just like with the O-line, when you're in the flight simulator, it's another thing when you're in there actually shooting real bullets at you. You know, and he'll take this film and he'll get better. And the one thing that I think will get better from this game to the next is his pocket clock. He'll get the ball out of his hands and he'll see those checkdowns better because he missed a lot of checkdowns. And he tried to do too much when he was scrambling. That's why he fumbled the ball a couple of times in the second half. He's running around too much. You know, either step up in the pocket, get you a couple yards and get down, or get to the sideline and try to throw the ball down the field or either throw it out of bounds. Don't take the sack and don't run around uh, like a chicken with your head cut off. But that was a learning experience, and now he's got something that he can, he can build off of, and we're going to be okay at that position. And you talked about this uh, with me off the air about the 3.5 seconds. Uh, you know that normally that's the clock in the quarterback's head. Well, yeah, like well with a five seven five to seven step drop, we're talking you know 
three three old or three five but with those quick three three step drops you're talking one eight one nine but the ball has to be gone in an average of two seconds so you got to look downfield for the deep route and then you got to go immediately go back to the check down and he'll get better with that i mean luckily we play carolina we got two weeks and then we got central michigan and bethune so by the time we get to the meat of our schedule we'll be good we'll be fine all right so we talked about the offensive line we talked about the quarterback let's talk about dj dallas because i thought he played really really well 95 yards on 12 carries he also had a pretty amazing one-handed catch that that turned into a 40-yard screenplay um in the first half uh, I thought he played really well, and if I graded him by himself, I'd probably give him an A. But overall, the running game, 36 carries, 94 yards, one touchdown, the 50-yard touchdown run that uh, DJ had when he broke a bunch of tackles. Other than that, uh, and, and the Wildcat, we got to see some of that last night for the first time. I thought I thought the running backs were okay. They, they weren't exceptional as a group. Cameron Harris only had 15 yards on six carries. I thought he could have uh, looked a little better than he did, but running backs for me. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little tougher. I give them a C. They weren't bad at all. They did a good job in the passing game with the blitz pickup. And you're right, Dallas had a great run on that screen, and he had a great run on the on the Wildcat. But I'm looking for more. We we need a plus a minus effort to win a championship. And I know the holes weren't there, but we got to make a little. We we got to figure out a way to make something out of nothing. But they'll get better as well. Um, the holes will get bigger. It's trending up for them too. But I give them a C. All right, let's move on to receivers. Brevin Jordan led the team with five catches for 88 yards and a touchdown. Again, Brevin by himself gets a high grade. But as a unit, I didn't think they were exceptional. Uh, there were a couple of passes that uh, I thought they could have gotten to. Certainly Jeff Thomas dropping the, the, the ball in the end zone. Uh, Thomas had two catches for 28 yards. He had the fumble on the punt return. Jeff didn't have a good game last night, other, other than that one moment when uh, he hit the circle button and, and zoomed past two Florida guys uh, with a nice spin move. But I, I, all in all, man, I, I'd give the receivers a, a C plus, uh, and a lot of that credit goes to Brevin Jordan because he played well. Uh, C minus. Yeah, you take Brevin Jordan out of the equation, it's a D. But – once again, if you think Jeff Thomas is going to play this bad two weeks from now, no, he won't. And I I really believe um, we got to find a way to get K.J. Osborne. Yeah, sorry sorry for the brain fart. Uh, but we got to get him the ball a little bit more. And I'd like to see more two tight end sets to uh, flood, the, flood the same routes and come with the deep crossing routes and the deep dig, dig routes and the underneath stuff. But we'll be fine there, too. Um, probably, I thought maybe we should have played Pope a little bit. I don't know. I, I like what they were trying to do with Martell. I think maybe they stayed with it too long. But it's trending up with them, too. I mean, if you notice the theme here, I'm trending up. <laughs> but, you know, we got to get better. Produ- we got to get better production, you know. So, yeah, C-. minus. Okay. Uh, so that pretty much wraps it up for the offense. Let's go over to the other side of the ball where I thought the defense played really, really well, especially the defensive line. Uh, I know they didn't necessarily produce a, a ton of sacks, and there were moments when Franks had some time to throw the ball, but they were disruptive. Um, you know, they had one sack, six tackles for loss. 
Gregory Rousseau was the one guy who had the sack right before the half. He had two tackles for loss in the game. Uh, I thought the defensive line did its job, and, and a lot of that was just shutting down Florida's run. The Gators averaged 1.9 yards a carry, finished with 52 yards total. The longest run of the night was Perrine's 15-yard run. I thought they played well, and I gave the defensive line a B plus. I gave them a B, a solid B, and only a B. I, I'm, I'm, I was wavering between B, B minus, and maybe C plus because when I looked at the stats and saw one tackle, one stack and six tackles for loss, I was a little disappointed because we should have had more sacks. Um, but I'll give credit to Felipe Franks for being, you know, a big farm boy because he broke tackles uh, about four times on sacks <laughs> and got back to the line of scrimmage and threw the ball away. But the key I liked was I was worried about how we were going to play the run, but John Ford is a grown man and Pat Bethel is just solid. Those two guys played really well. And I'm going to tell you something. I was talking to Warren Saparia. He's a good friend of mine. And for him to say this, that means, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let him know this too. He says to me, 71 was coming. That's Scott Patchen. For him to say that, that means Scott Patchen played well because for those of you who don't know my man Sap, he just doesn't give out compliments. So I'm going to let Patchen know he had a good game. But we need to get more we need to get more sacks. We need to be averaging four sacks a game and at least eight to ten tackles for loss. But I'm not worried. I'm trending up because last night our defense showed that they're gonna be just as good as the defense we had last year. And the defensive line is the bell cow that and I'm 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 feeling good. I'm trending up once again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott Patchen did have the first turnover of the year for the defense out of the four. Uh, he picked up that fumble in the first half. So he was the first guy who got to wear uh, the new turnover chain with the 305 on it. What do you think of the new turnover chain? I give the new turnover chain an A, yes. And, and, and I give the rings an A, too. <laughs> if you guys would have had that back in the, in the 80s and 90s, what would that have been like? Well, you know what? Mark Jones from ESPN said something last night on Twitter. He said he's waiting for the NCAA to outlaw it, and I think that's what would have happened. It would have been banned if we'd have came out with something like that because <laughs> the fun police would have showed up. <laughs> well, you guys had the fun police after you for a long time, that's for sure. Yes, we did. Hey, so uh, let's move on to linebackers. Uh, Shaq Quarterman, three and a half tackles. Um, I'm looking at the rest of this list. Michael Pinckney, one and a half t tackles. Zach McLeod, one tackle. Does that tell you that the defensive line did its job, that the ball didn't get to the second level, or does that tell you that they didn't play very well? I, I, I thought they played okay. I know there were some missed tackles, but I think the linebackers did, did a pretty good job leading the charge. I'd give them a C. It was an average performance. Um, wasn't outstanding, but it was solid. I mean, a uh, couple of contain issues, but for the most part, they were good. They were good, yeah. Um but of course, we're expecting more out of them because um, of their senior, you know, their senior status and the fact that they've been four-year starters. But there were no glaring mistakes, and I, like, like I said, there were a couple of contain issues. But for the most part, they 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 met their gaps, they stayed in their gaps, and they forced um, the Florida runners either back into uh, the into the fray or they forced them out into the sidelines. So. Just it was a workman's like effort out of them, but it thumbs up. Yeah, Shaq Shaq Quarterman had a fumble recovery as well. I, I didn't give him credit for that. 
All right, so let's move on to the secondary. I'm going to give the linebackers a B because I'm a softie. I, I, I seem to be giving better grades out than you are. So maybe maybe I'm just weak. You, you're, you're much better uh, grader than I am at this. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're that teacher that every kid wants in high school. <laughs> All right, so the secondary. Uh, I, obviously, they gave up a big 65-yard play uh, that cost them. Um, Gilbert Frierson didn't do a good enough job getting his hand on, uh, on Hammond, their receiver. Gave up the big play. But I thought all in all, uh, they did all right. Uh, Scott, uh, what's his face? Uh, not Scott, but uh, Amari Carter had an interception. Romeo Finley had a pick that, that put Miami in position to steal that game late. I thought that they were in the right place a lot of the times. And, and people forget, they only lined up with four scholarship cornerbacks last night because DJ Ivy was suspended for uh, being a knucklehead. So I think, uh, I think all in all, the secondary did okay. And and in the end, they didn't lose because of the secondary. They gave up one big play and, and, and another one where there was a bunch of missed tackles and maybe a, an offensive hold in the first quarter. But what was your takeaway from the secondary? I gave them a C. Uh, I actually graded them higher than you. I gave them um, a B. You know, looking at the situation, uh, on that on that play to Frierson, he didn't get a jam, but uh, I think Carter should have been over the top. You know, Manny made reference to it in the post-game press conference. But I think one of the reasons why he didn't get over the top as quick is because Ferris got beat so quick. But other than that play and the bad tackling early on, Kadarius Tony, they played good. And I'm just baffled that Nigel Bethel transferred because this would have been a great situation for him to play. Um, but over, overall, once again, I'm trending upward because that was the major question mark of the defense and I thought they answered the bell uh, well last night okay fair enough let's go to the last category special teams uh, Bubba Baxa had made his first two field goal attempts and then had a really costly uh, miss from 27 yards out because if he makes that then maybe Miami has a chance to win the game on a field goal as, as Mark Rick predicted um, and then of course you had the fumble by Jeff Thomas so when you have two big miscues like that, uh, you get a bad grade from me. I, I give him a D minus for special teams last night, even though Baxa made his first two attempts. Uh, I think in the end, those were two huge mistakes that cost Miami dearly in this game. Um, I'm a little higher. I give him a D because, and you missed one key miscue was the fake punt conversion on the first uh, series. Yes. And then I just thought that Headley was only average as a punter. Uh, and we got we got out. You know, he he his average was only two yards. His net average was only two yards worse than uh, Townsend. <laughs> but Townsend did a good job of keeping us pinned back for a good majority of the first half and into the third quarter. And I think that helped them win this game. But overall, yeah, I gave him a D. Okay. Well, I mean, the one thing you got to say about Headley is uh, he's an upgrade over what they had last year, and and. They needed some some help there for sure. No, yeah, I agree. He, he he did better than last year, but I expect him to get better too. All right, Kelvin. Listen, man, I appreciate you joining me to, to uh, hand out our first installment of grades. You going to come back on the show? Yeah, sure. All right, man. I'm going to keep you on speed dial. <laughs> All right. All right, softy. All right, man. Take care. So thanks to Kelvin Harris for that. Now it's time to nail down my final points. You can talk X's and O's all you want, but the last eight months for the Miami Hurricanes were also about attitude and changing the culture. 
on the offensive side of the ball and in the weight room. I felt like last night we saw a different team than we did in 2018. So did Manny Diaz. Well, we talked about all offseason about developing a backbone and being able to withstand a punch, you know, which happened to us in the first half, you know, with the long, you know, catch and run by Tony. Uh, and then that happened the second half when we, when we fumbled the punt and, and they, they score on the short field. And a couple times where it's like, well, I don't know, maybe, it's, you know, the old, maybe it's not your night and you can just kind of let go of the rope. And I thought our guys looked those situations in the eye, fought through them, and ultimately gave ourselves a chance to win the game with 10 seconds left in the game and throwing the ball in their end zone. But like I said, that just gets you, that's, that, that's, that's the, I mean, that's, that's what a, a, a big time program should do. I mean, you don't pat yourself on the back for, for not quitting, but, but it is something. And, and that, that was a big point of our, of our offseason. Okay, so that wraps it up for Wide Right, our review of the Florida Gators-Miami Hurricanes game. We will be back later this week to start looking ahead to North Carolina. We're going to talk some recruiting, and we're going to have, hopefully, uh, an interview or two with some players and former players to get their takes on where the program is at. I know they're 0-1 right now, but all in all, if you're a Miami Hurricanes fan, you should be happy that you have a quarterback now. You have some young players in the offensive line that are going to get better. And you have a schedule that really, it's, it's only going to get easier from here. See you soon.